0: The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by BlueChew.com. Get the chewables that give you the confidence you need and the performance you both want when it's time to have fun. BlueChew.com. Use code VEGAS for $20 off your first order. Now,
1: Waddle and Sylvie. From the old National Bank, State Street Studio, you're listening to Waddle and Sylvie on the new home of the Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. WMVP. hd H-D-2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station.
0: Right, we've talked a lot of baseball today. And we'll circle back to that. At about 5.30, we'll be at uh, House Hall tomorrow and Thursday. Uh, and the Bears were back to practice uh, today. Not talked a lot of football. Let's do that right now. Joining us on the Car X tire and Auto Hotline, the outstanding reporter of the Chicago Sun-Times joins us, Mark Potash. And um, he was at practice today. He's been there all year, does uh, great work. And it's always a joy to see Patsy's smiling face Amen. at, uh, at Amen practices. Yes.
2: Um, Potsy, how you feeling today? Oh, I'm feeling great, guys. We're getting into the football. It couldn't, couldn't be any better. Today, though, an
0: easy practice. Yes, the ramping it back up after a day off?
2: Yeah, this has been almost a theme of camp. Uh, the way there especially now with so many players out, where there just hasn't been enough to really, you know, you're seeing, watching football, but you're just not getting enough to really make any kind of conclusive. Uh, decisions, I guess, about where the Bears are headed or what they're doing. It's, I'll tell you, I don't know about the Bears, I don't know about you guys, but I'm ready for a game. I, I mean, yes. uh, I actually, I'm actually looking forward to the practices against the Colts next week. That's really what is. That, that's when the, I think this thing will start to really kind of kickstart the uh, training camp because, right now, you know, there was a pass today uh, 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 today that uh, Justin Fields underthrew a ball, and. The rookie Tyreek Stevenson made a really fabulous interception on an underthrown ball, and it was so typical of what training camp is all about. What do you make of that play? Is that is that a disappointment that you know the guy, the quarterback you're looking to, is, is underthrowing Darnell Mooney uh, on a play like that, or is it good that a rookie, uh, you know, rookie guy, uh, uh, quarterback right. you want to be a playmaker made a play? You can go either way depending on you, whether your cup is half full or half empty, and and but that's typical of what this training camp has been all about it's just been so difficult to tell what is real and what is not
0: it's 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 such a great point potsy and building on what you said about the colts practices do you think the team as a whole will get more out of the colts practices next week than they do in the game
2: this weekend at soldier field maybe than any game possibly in in the preseason you know i mean I guess the second one is the third one. I'm not sure how it is, how they're even playing it now, but I think it will. The only question is just how healthy will the Bears be? You know, they've got so many players out. Six players on defense today. A couple figure to be back. Um, I think Eddie Jackson will be, and Ngakwe will will uh, will probably will certainly be on the field by then. But they've they're handed and it just we got to see just how many players will be there. But to answer your question, I think they're going to get a lot out of that. I, I don't. Maybe it's just because I'm so. Uh, numb to what's happening after two weeks of just seeing them play against themselves. That I- I'm just too uh, maybe overly anticipating this, but I think I just I'm just really looking forward to that. I think it's going to give a good, uh, especially for this defense, which is really feeling feeling it out there. Uh, now let's see how they feel it against uh, a team they aren't familiar with, and let's see what happens when when they do that. They're already fighting with themselves. You know how those practices can go. Uh, against another team so it's going to be just interesting i think all the way around and it will tell you a little bit more about the bears than we know not, than we know right now
3: Are, is it your opinion that the defense has gotten the better of this offense so far in this camp
2: yeah i think overall they have uh, certainly a couple of knockouts uh um figuratively at least uh um on a couple of days but in general uh, yeah, and I think that's to be expected. Uh, the, only thing, the only difference is that, you know, like I, I think I've told you guys before, you know, this is not the 2018 or 2019 defense, so it's not that expected. It's expected because defense uh, just has the edge. Defense has the edge in training camp. It's, you can play with emotion, which is kind of their forte. Offenses, no matter what they said yesterday about matching emotion, offenses, you know, time is about focus almost the opposite of emotion and the, and and that's a tougher thing to, to, to do precision timing all those things are much more difficult so in general the defense always has the edge uh, but in this case you've got a defense that is still trying to get its feet on the ground too so you just don't know but overall I'd say yeah I don't think there's to me there's no doubt that the defense emotionally physically uh, you know, productively has uh, has uh, been the star of camp and has kind of changed things around. You know, we had uh, Steve Greenberg of our, uh, the Sun Times did a uh, he does a poll every week, uh, a series of polls, and one of them was you know which will be the better half of the of the Bears, the offense, the defense, and offense won like 72 to 28 or something. And I think it's going to be um, I, I think it's going to be the other way around at this point, uh, I think it's going to be the other way. I think the defense is, at least at this point and maybe even into the season, the strength of the bears. Really, believe it or not.
3: you do.
0: Like, because I, I don't. like in the regular season, I, they may be ahead now, but you don't think that with the personnel that they've put into this team, and if Justin Fields takes the steps that we hope he takes, that that, that will be the better unit.
2: Well, they have a higher ceiling. I would, I would say that maybe by the end of the year, but at the beginning of the year, I don't think. I think it's going to take a little while for this offense to really start to, uh, like I said, you know, get its feet on the ground. I don't know. That's just a feeling I get. And again, I think I've told you this before. You know, I we've all watched Bears offenses for for forty, fifty years. Um, we're not really good judges of uh, of good offense and, and developing offenses, so it's hard for me to say. But my take on it is that this offense is not going to necessarily hit the ground running. It's going to be a work-in-progress developmental thing, but the ceiling is is, uh, uh, is higher. There's no doubt about it. So maybe by the end of the year, but I guess my point is at the beginning of the year, you've got a defense that was in the bottom five in most categories, last in points allowed with a lot of changes. But right now it looks like the, it's going to be the better half uh, of the bear, the strength of the Bears at this point. That's not a bad thing. It it, Eberflue's history, everything since so I wrote about this, I think it was today, in today's paper, uh, every, uh, a lot of things point to that being a real thing and not, and not a myth. Look, we may find out, okay, at least in
3: the here and the now, that this offense will function better when there is a true game plan in place. Mm-hmm. You know, and that may sound weird to people because – when you go out there and play, you're not game planning for the defense that you see. Now that, that that's not making an excuse for the offense, but at this particular time, Patsy, I don't know if you agree or disagree with this assessment. This team may function more efficiently when Luke getzi has got a plan, and these guys are being asked to prepare for a specific defense or a specific team.
2: Tom, I have no idea. I, I have no doubt that you are probably correct on that. All I'm saying is. I, I've, I've never, I've got to see it to believe it. No, no, you I can don't. say that about Aaron Rodgers or any other any other uh, 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 offense that is that has been established. The Bears have an unestablished offense, so it's hard to imagine that. that. You're absolutely right. I mean, that's the way in theory it should be, but boy, I can't tell how many times I think that a Bears offense should function better when they're game planning, and then it just doesn't right. happen. So I guess I put myself in the position of I've got to see it. To believe
3: it. I'm with you on that front with everything attached to this. Like the one sure thing that I think I would put my money on is DJ Moore's their best player. Yeah, that's a good Outside of that, I think that there are so many things that are still to be determined. And with that as the backdrop, Potsy, how would you evaluate what you've seen? And again, as you said, you want to see some live action now and not just practice a lot of it done without pads on. How would you evaluate what you've seen from Justin and Camp?
2: Yeah, I haven't seen. I mean, it's we're I'm nitpicking, but I, I it's and, and it's been like you know practicing pads, not in pads. It's it's been really kind of herky jerky. But I haven't seen the, the growth that I expected for seeing the first couple days in camp and all the off season, the connection that he uh, that Fields had um, with Moore and stuff like that. I just haven't seen the overt, obvious growth that you would expect from this team, like you know a more established offense. You just, I just, I just haven't seen it. It doesn't mean it's going to be there, but. I think uh, Justin Fields is status quo. he's Got to prove he can play quarterback. I mean, we know he can run. We know he can throw some deep balls, not not as consistently as some people think. But uh, he's got a lot to prove uh, as well. So yeah, I hate to keep giving you the same answer, but uh, I'm, I'm right right now. It's just like um, yeah, wait and see, and uh, and I haven't seen evidence. Um, right now, that uh, he's just going to take off. It's just uh, to me, it just hasn't been there. It's only been there in spots. But it's Trubisky had it in spots.
0: Yeah. Well, so what are we expecting then uh, Saturday? Are we expecting them to play a couple series um, because they certainly could use the repetitions?
2: Well, that would be really interesting. Um, I'm trying to think that they was that was last year the year they played nine in the first game, just nine snaps the offense. I can't remember. It was either nine and then thirty in the second game. I think it was it will probably end up being more like that cuz i don't know maybe they're just uh, don't want to don't want to get anybody hurt i'm not sure it's so hard to tell right now what coaches attitudes are about the about the preseason the way they've changed it the way it's changed uh it just—it's so hard to tell exactly where they are. I mean, uh, Ibrahulus has said that they will get some time, but um, I think it's going to be light on Saturday, and and then maybe uh, and then maybe more of a regular first half type thing in Game Two, and then they'll shut it down.
0: Mark Potash joining us. It's Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN One Thousand.
3: Patsy, I saw that Nate Davis was out there today. Uh, of the absences. How many of them are concerning? Like, who is not available to practice right now that you'd be concerned that as we drift closer and closer to the regular season that we've got to keep an eye on this?
2: Well, again, we have no idea on a lot of these injuries, uh, um, or even if they are injuries at this point. They just give us no information on that. Um, when you see guys out there... Um, Like, I mean, to me, Jaquan Brisker is a guy who has such an upside and should take such a big leap this year. I have more confidence in him being a star player at the end of the year than almost any young player on this team. He's not out there. but I mean, he's not playing, but he is out there. So you think, well, you know, that means he 's going to come back so um I, right now I would say there's nobody that I think you know it 's not like it 's not like Kevin Jenkins two years ago where you know it right. just you could, you just knew something was wrong um so I would say no i don't think right now um that there's uh that there's anything b- very obviously concerning uh tremaine edmonds uh again when they talk it 's like it's not a big deal, so Um, So I know I'm not answering your question, but I I don't know. I don't think there are. There isn't anything that's real obvious to me uh, as far as an absence or injury that looks like it will linger. Um, But that doesn't mean you you won't hear of somebody, you know, having surgery or something. You just don't know. They're just not giving you any information. Too early to tell. That's all I can tell you.
0: Was there any surprises with the depth chart that was released today?
2: I didn't see any. Because, for one thing, you know, it's funny they sent out a, a, a death chart at the, the, the very first one, and then they kind of resent another one. And, like, one of the big changes was, like, Roshan Johnson from fifth running back to third. And, right. like, so what? I mean, we haven't seen him. He hasn't played. It wouldn't be offensive that he's the fifth running back. Um, so, yeah, so no, nothing. No, nothing. All the starters were there. Um, you know, that we expect, and the Bears are such an unestablished team that I don't think there's anything in the depth chart that you can get too worked up over. I mean, Justin Fields is a starting quarterback. D.J. Moore is a starting wide receiver. I mean, every, the, the people you expect are there. There were, there were no surprises because there almost can't be.
3: Uh, your, your impressions of what you've seen from Chase Claypool through camp so far?
2: I think he's I think he's been good but I don't know if he's been any different than he's probably been in any other training camp not having seen him frankly I mean I think this is what he does uh for Chase it uh, it's all about the regular season um he could look great and that he could look great in the preseason or in the, in training camp and it, that still doesn't mean that he is you know what you expected uh for one thing not, not even anything against him, but just because he's in a formative offense, we just don't know. So, but as far as um, you know, making the plays that come to him, and and he's he's been Chase Claypool. I guess that's really I all I can the, tell you. I, I, I think it's I think overall the arrows pointing up on him as far as will he be productive? Maybe not worth the number thirty-two pick. I don't know, but will he give them what they're looking for? I would say it's uh, at this point. Um, it uh, he would not be he will not be a drag on this offense and will be more likely to promote it uh, than hinder it. I would say that this
3: is setting the bar exceptionally low. I'm from this comment, but the fact that he is available every day and yeah. practicing, I love it. I think is like that availability at this point was what we were concerned about heading into training camp, and he has been available
2: and well, been out it's there. It's a every step day.
0: up from last Absolutely. season and in yeah. the off
2: season. That, neither well, was the case. Step in the right direction. Well, the only reason I didn't say it is because I didn't want to jinx it. (laughs)
0: That's not true. That's not why you didn't say it. I know you. You don't operate that way. (laughs) Our Bears coverage uh, of Training Camp is brought to you uh, by Hard Rock Casino, Northern Indiana. We're talking to Bark Potash from the Sun-Times. It's Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000. Uh, Who is, uh, you always joke about this, that you've done many camp stories um, that you uh, have, have Uh, fallen for it before and you won't fall for it again, but I'm still going to ask you, who is like your uh, Silesio Sanford uh, camp player of the year so far?
2: Boy, there really hasn't, there's nobody who's been like, um, there's no favorite, there's there's really hasn't, uh, I'd have to think of it, there really hasn't been one as far as an, you know, everyone talked about Roshan Johnson, he was like, that was like unbelievable how much, how much he, you know, how much pub he got, and and he really hasn't been around enough. So I, there has not been, there's nothing even close to a Mike Haas or a Dane Sonsenbacher <laughs> or a Joe Anderson. Um, there has been. I, I will I will say that I'm not even trying to not answer the question. I'm just saying I don't think I think if you ask anybody, you would say there has been no Camp Hero. I guess is the term uh, for a guy who comes out and just f- everybody falls in love with. But not even like. Uh, was it uh, who was the 7th rounder uh i can't remember the wide receiver uh, we'll get like one a- this
0: we'll get one this week i think after um
2: uh, there,
3: after this game. There have well, been yeah, a...
2: you will, uh, definitely, because the subs are going to play a lot uh, um, against the Titans, so somebody will come up, but a lot of times, you know, it's funny, a lot of times, like, Dane Sonsbacher was a big hit even before he played a, 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 a game. He was a big hit in practice. Those are the guys you got to look out sure. for. Uh, or those are the guys who can be, you know, kind of mislead you, I guess, the guys who you fall in love with just by training camp, because you never know who they're going up against, but, no, I'm just looking over all the names and stuff, and i got to tell you, I don't think there really is. It's usually an offensive guy. And boy, they've been so heavy on, I guess maybe that's one reason, you know, that's probably a good thing. They've been so heavy on their on what they, for them are established receivers in Mooney and Moore and Claypool that there really hasn't been as much of a chance, uh, you know, uh, for, you know, for, for uh, like a wide receiver or, or, you know, or a skilled position player, um, you know, to, to stand out. So, um, How about Tyler yeah, so Scott? I,
3: what have you seen from Tyler Scott, the rookie from Cincinnati?
2: Well, you know, I'll be honest. I love him. I, I think he's, he's a great kid for one thing. And every time we talk to him, he's great. So he's the kind of guy a reporter will fall in love with. And he's got speed and everything you want. But you know, he's still going to prove that he's got that he's got great hands. And I think he's made some plays. He's made some great moves. Um, he, uh, uh, he he uh, he. Uh, um, I can't remember. I'm trying to think what 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 play it was. Or, or, or uh, there was a play I think earlier the, uh, earlier uh, in, in camp where I think he broke Jalen Johnson's uh, ankles like it was like he was Allen I- Iverson doing a crossover. I mean, and then made a big catch and stuff like that. And that's one of the that's a highlight play that you remember. And, uh, and so I think he I think he's a guy, but. Uh, You know, something, again, it goes back to we're just not used to seeing good offense. My thought is like, wow, we get fooled by this all the time. But I will say this about Tyler Scott. I mean, in a good offense, it's one of those things where he may not make them a good offense, but if they are a good offense around him, he will be one of those guys who, like you always see on 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 the Packers or the Chiefs, that comes out and kills you. He'll be the guy wide open in the end zone when Justin Fields scrambles for like five minutes and and, and, and nobody can tackle him.
0: Yeah, I, I, I like him so far. Patsy, uh, we were talking before we had you on, and the last time we saw you during mini camp and had you in the, uh, the Bears studio at Hallis Hall, you told us that you're an Arlington Heights resident, uh, and since then there's been some more momentum about, ooh, there could be something brewing with the city of Chicago. Um, as of today, what do you think is going to ultimately happen with where the Bears build their stadium?
2: Well, I still think if I still think they're going to end up in Arlington Heights. You know, like I said, uh, I think I might have told you guys when I was there before. Is like uh, it's not an all-out, it's not an out, and out bluff. Uh, what uh, what uh, Kevin Warren is doing, because I think uh, if push comes to shove, he would definitely you know make a move, but like I said I think I said at the time they are pretty close to pot committed I think in Arlington Heights by owning uh, by owning the ter- owning the land and also like I think I said you know just have it you know that's that's they're not going to get any better uh uh you know f- you know uh, f- operation that they want there with well, you know with the village there and just everything you know Hall of Fame and you know everything they want so I think it's going to be tough I will say this if they can work some out in Chicago. Just a, even if it's just a stadium all for it I wouldn't is that what everybody would want but I just can't see that happening I don't know how Chicago can pull that off even if you find a venue you know an area a plot of, a plot of land to, to do it so I guess what I'm saying is I think it will be Arlington Heights but boy if something happened and they went to Chicago even on a smaller scale I think that I'd be all for that
0: yeah potsy great stuff we appreciate you thanks, thanks, thanks for picking up
2: the phone hey Aaron Crookshank. There's
0: one. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there's
4: your guy. He made the the wide
0: receiver who made the uh, one-handed catch early in camp.
2: Keep an eye, keep an eye on him. It's hard to see him having room, but he's a rookie. It's hard to see him having room, but that's a guy who like would be on the practice squad, and uh, you should probably keep your eye on it. Uh, again, you get certain guys. I don't mean to keep you guys, but uh, certain guys. Uh, is if this offense grows into what they think it can be, all of a sudden you got something the Bears have never had, and that's players who you know will be good on their team but not on others, just because you have a good offense. And that's just a guy to keep an eye on.
3: Okay, there's guy. At least he gave us one. He gave us one. Yeah. That's good, pot. Ponce. Thank you. Good to talk to you guys. See there you later. You there, we'll see him tomorrow. I think that Patsy's evaluation of, of where the offense is right now is kind of universal from most people that I've talked to. And, and we were up there on a day when they were not at their best, for sure. I have liked, when I've been up there in limited participation watching, I have liked some of the things defensively they've done. Offensively, they just seem like they're not in sync at this point. Hopefully that will improve as time goes on, and they get some reps in the game. I would like to see their guys play a little bits in the preseason
0: right like again it's it's how you interpret it. If you're out there on the field with us, and we would say to you, "What are you seeing, and what do you like?" You may not be you probably wouldn't be wowed no now does that mean they're gonna not wow you on Sundays no.
3: Right, it doesn't. You can't connect those dots. I mean, well, well,
0: it's what you've seen so far. It's just kind of been,
3: Right. I mean, I would feel more confident if they were sharper and the things I'm looking for were happening more frequently. But again, I know this is an odd statement, but I do believe, especially with an offense that is trying to find its stride, I think that there's a really good chance that when they are game planning and there are more, there's more structure to what they're trying to accomplish. They may look more efficient against an opponent well, than they, they are right now. They may need winging
0: it. it. They're, at this stage yes. of their offense and of their careers, they may need that. Yes. Which is fine. Right. We, we, nothing wrong. Like, here's the way Twitter works two guys, one tweet apart, both last name Jones, okay? They both tweeted one tweet apart, sending it to me, reacting to Potsy. One tweet apart, both, one's Jim Jones. The other guy's Jeff Jones. Jim and Jeff. Jeff Jones says, you're getting no answers from this dude in reaction to Potsey. Jim Jones says, Patsy's a good old-fashioned journalist, just giving you objective truth. Yeah. Fields needs to get reps. He's proven nothing. Get to work. So one guy hears, nothing. He doesn't want to project. He doesn't want to give you anything and speak on platitudes. The other guy hears, He's a good old-fashioned journalist who needs to see it before he believes it. Like it well, some people, it's amazing on, on like how people interpret
3: the same is.
0: thing completely
3: different. Yes. Like look, everybody wants to hear blue skies and sunshine conversation. And I mean, I can only speak from what I've seen. I'd give you some blue sky and sunshine conversation about what I've seen from some of their individuals on the defensive side of the ball. Offensively, the two times I've watched them, they were not sharp and nobody stood out other than DJ Moore to me. Now, how you want to consume that is up to you. Like, I'm not, listen, nobody wants them to succeed more than me, but I'm not going to sit here and blow smoke up your backside and tell you that they were really, really good. Some of the stuff you just, you gauge, you, you, I am more interested in how they perform in pads than I I am when they are in helmets for the following reason, because if you're a wide receiver, you can get bumped off your route and pads. A guy's not going to be as physical with you from my experience when they don't have pads on because you're exposing yourself to injury. So I'll learn more about a given player and the offense when I know they know that the threat of physical, you know, contact is part of the equation. I and Tom Thayer's the same way. Tom Thayer won't even go to practices when they're not wearing pads. Right. I just think you can learn more and you can come to better decisions when you watch what they're doing with pads on because it changes the approach of everyone that's playing. Should we do? Should I do the social experiment tomorrow that Potsy has told us about?
0: Should I yes. only tweet complimentary tweets tomorrow? You'll get people and do that it in wanna... All caps and see how many followers I gain. Absolutely. I won't tweet anything negative tomorrow just as a social experiment and only the good plays. Well, I know only tweet, but I will do it in all caps and throw in a holy sh and and like exclamation points and see how many extra followers I gain. Like I'll write down my follower count today and see how many I I gain by doing that method.
3: I I think if you, have the the, down method. if you have the energy to do it, have at it. You think it will be a fun exercise? I don't think it's no. fun. Oh, no, no, I don't. So you don't. I think it's revealing, but I don't consider that crap fun. Okay. So but not you
0: may. To... But that's not me. I mean, it's, it's in how I observe. Right. I mean, you that's wanna, not me. It's you, not you
3: authentic. Wanna... And right. my brand is authenticity. So you're going to honor yourself or are you going to be a big ass fraud out there? Is that what are you going to do? <laughs> Three, Listen, if two. you can't handle what's being sent to you, yeah. I, that's on you. I can't. Yeah, right it can't now. help you.
0: 312-332-3776. I got some uh, stuff to play uh, on the baseball front. AJ Przinsky was uh, outspoken yesterday with us. I want to play you uh, some of that stuff and maybe the most entertaining ejection we have seen. Yeah, that was good. Wasn't it good? We will play that for you coming up next in your phone call.
1: Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Waddle and Sylvie. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000.
3: Strike three, Volpe down looking. He does not like that call.
0: What's the fact that a catcher set up in and had to reach away and still got the call, but it's in the box. 95-mile-an-hour cutter. Yankees have had enough. I'm sure that Boone's been thrown out. And Diaz giving it as good as he's getting it, but Boone getting his money's worth. And he's showing the pitch that is being caught. And then he's mimicking Laz Diaz. Four Yankees have been called out on strikes tonight. This is much more about than just Volpe's last pitch. This is the culmination, as you said. It was funny. That was the the Yes Network. Benetti's call was much better. That was uh. Michael K. Michael K. didn't want to give us any description, did he?
3: By the way, uh, the the call that he, that Boone argued that got him kicked out was actually a strike. But it several was a, of right. the calls yes. earlier were just hideous. Who's
0: his uh, color commentator? The one who said uh, this is a culmination. I think it was. Was it David Cohn last night? I is think it, it was. Cohen? They have like
3: a rotation, so yeah.
0: It, like, like, yes. That it, that's exactly right, Waddle. That like the ones before that
3: were were further. Oh, hideous.
0: It, it was fantastic. I thought Benetti had a lot of fun. Well, with
3: Aaron it. Boone came out of the dugout and actually went over to the plate and about six inches outside of the right. Side of the plate drew a line, drew a line. and then mimicked Laz Diaz and his strikeout call. It was it was spot on. They showed it today and get
0: up side by side. Yeah, I was watching a two was it too live. He mimicked well. Yeah, because the Cubs were in delay, so I'm like, well, what else I got to do? I catch some White Sox baseball here. And I was I was actually more interested in seeing what the reaction for TA was going to be like yesterday. And then TA was out of the game with the injury. He TA got taken out of the game with the injury. Has he now, has TA taken the suspension? Because he's not in the lineup tonight for the injury. What, I don't what, know. What's the latest I thought he would have appeals. to drop
4: it. So you, right. yeah, that's heard what I'm that saying. It's been dropped.
0: So, like, if he's hurt, would he drop it? Like, he's not in the lineup tonight, is he? Uh, when I, I did, when I peaked earlier, I didn't see him no. in the lineup. No, uh, Andrews is playing short, so I don't know if it's more of a thing that he doesn't want to lose the salary and he still wants to.
3: Tukey train up. is leaving the station Tukey, tonight at seven ten.
0: Tukey, Tukey's good for three innings. No, he's. two and two thirds. He's good for like he's four runs, five innings. That's been his thing lately. Well, he usually I'll gets off to a few. decent start. Yeah. I walk a few. Tukey.
3: Tukey. I didn't even know who their relief pitchers were when they took the ball. I know Shaw, but there was well, a Tuke. tall, gangly guy that got a couple of strikeouts with the benefit of a very generous Laz Diaz strike zone. Yeah.
0: Tukey was acquired, too, uh, midseason. Like, Tukey hasn't been on the team for long.
3: No, I know, but I like the half well, the guys that are coming in to take the ball in relief. I have no idea who they are. And Tukey, now he's entrenched in the rotation. Tukey's he's like one of their go-to guys, yes. He's like their third best starter. Well, he's got a 3.92 ERA at this point in the season.
0: <laughs> it's amazing.
3: It's your Jesse Schultons and whatnot that's... Uh, Listen, against, against, ball against Cleveland... Schultons their ace now. Wait a second. Against Cleveland, he went five innings of three-hit ball with no earned runs. Who's that, Schultons? No, oh, it's just Tukey. Tukey
0: two starts back. Then he was decent against, who was it It was then? Texas. It was Texas, at the yeah. Rangers,
3: and for the first couple of yes. innings, it was going smoothly. Yeah,
0: that was the big matchup of Scherzer and Tukey. Yes. And the Tuki chain
3: took off, and it was rolling, and then it was a run in the second, a run in the third, and two in the fourth. I'm surprised and that
0: wasn't a nationally televised game when Scherzer and uh, Tuki go. Yeah, a nationally
3: televised afternoon game on a Wednesday. <laughs> I will say I like this newfound Dylan Cease where he doesn't allow any runs, but walking seven is probably yes, not going to get the job done He's going to
0: throw you off and just go back to being like sort of like unexpectedly wild to throw you
3: off by the way uh this is completely off uh topic but you, as you were telling me earlier it's how many years ago was this the first night game with lights for the cubs 35 years ago 35 eight, years eight, ago 88. i believe this is also the uh yes the 19th anniversary of the dave matthews band dumping 800 pounds of human waste onto people over the Kinsey Street Bridge. Yeah, into yeah, the Chicago in, the, River. in Chicago, yeah. that's the yeah. only one? I believe it was 19th. Uh, this person says, uh, happy 19th anniversary of the time Dave Matthews Band dumped 800 pounds of human waste on a dozen who, people. Did someone send that to us, or are you no, just I'm reading just, that on Twitter? This was J.J. Stankovitz actually responding to Oh, this. wow. Happy it, anniversary to those who observe. Is what it, JJ it, I'm telling you, this has been a story
0: that has never, like, left me. It was a, one of those, like, riverboat cruises or, like, um, what do you call architecture cruises? Yeah. Where they take um, – and anyone who's been on the architecture cruise on the uh, Chicago River, and you know it's, like, um, everyone's up on top of it and there's no roof to the boat. And everyone's looking up, okay? So you're looking at the buildings, so you're, everyone's looking up.
3: This is Meller's worst nightmare. It's
0: the worst nightmare in the world. Everyone's pointing at the buildings. Oh, look yeah. at that! And mostly, you've got your mouth
3: open because you're in awe. Oh, look I at usually th- don't stand with my mouth open, even if I'm looking at. You're something sitting. In the air. You're sitting though. No, like, my oh. mouth's. Uh, but no. you're talking. Well, that maybe. Oh,
0: look at that building. Oh, look at that Silvi building. Sylvie just
3: gets on boats and buses and does this. Oh, <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> And then the Dave Matthews
0: bus... 800 pounds. ...is on the Kinsey Street Bridge. As the bus, as the boat is going underneath the bridge, people are unaware of this. And they're looking up at the buildings,
3: and it releases... All the stuff that's in the bathroom compartment. On August 8th, 2004, a tour bus belonging to the Dave Matthews Band dumped an estimated 800 pounds of human waste from the bus's Blackwater tank through the Kinsey Street Bridge in Chicago under the passenger sightseeing boat Chicago's little lady sailing in the Chicago River below. The best part is that Waddle is reading from the Dave Matthews Band Chicago River Incident Wikipedia page. The incident has its own Wikipedia site.
0: (laughs) It's not like a a ship that sunk to the bottom. This is... This is a, a bus that dumped
3: poop yeah. all over people. Did you know? what I just wanted to look at big buildings? And I and the, the part of the story that I'm most mesmerized by. And by the way, the Dave Matthews Band agreed to pay two hundred thousand dollars to the Environmental Protection and other projects. Well, that's it. And they also uh, donated a hundred thousand to two groups that protect the river and the surrounding areas. I what did know? the
0: people get with their mouths open as they were looking at the buildings? They, and a they bunch got of a big poop surprise,
3: in. is what they got. Yeah, they got can you, Sol, man, Can you the band's bus driver, Stephen Wall, pleaded guilty to dumping the waste hmm, in April of 2005. But again, the thing that resonates most with me is how do you get 200 pounds of crap in, the, in that bus? Like, think about that. Is that you, the usual? Like, I don't know. I would think that you would be emptying the tanks more readily than that, wouldn't you? <laughs> you would, eight hundred pounds. It's a what? lot of Yurkos on there. Eight hundred pounds. <laughs> like how many? How many know. months did that bus go without oh, relieving itself? Well, that, that, I mean, that's ridiculous. Eight hundred pounds of human waste. How long would that take?
0: Is that what the the airplanes do too? Don't they wait and 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 then flush it out over over stuff? That's a really good question. Or do, I don't know. Or does there, it they it freeze take it? Them out?
3: I don't know. I don't. I. You get. You get stories every now and again of you know chunks of stuff that hit the house, <laughs> like blue material. Mellor, do you know because you're you're our resident uh, you know human yes theses expert? Like, kids, what do they do with the planes? How do they? they how do there's got to be a truck that comes by, right? Yeah, it flies. <laughs> it flies in the air and it connects to them no. while they're in it's flight, they like refueling. Like got,
0: Sylvie's right. There's a truck that comes when they land, and then they just empty into the sewer.
3: Like it's, they're not, they're not letting it yeah, go they had, stuff. But there have been moments when. Yeah, do pilots have like the ejection button? <laughs> yeah. You know, when they. Well, when somebody comes on and really pollutes the, the cabin. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you know what, Johnny, pull the uh, emergency latch because we got to drop this over. P. Hit or. the ejector pit. Yeah. Let's go, boys. Wow. We'll fly over Wisconsin. Go ahead, hit it.
0: When you're in line, when you're in that line too, and you really got to go, did
3: you do that on the plane? Did you? Because when when we were coming, when we were going to Vegas, you were in the bathroom for quite some I time. Changed. No, this was a different time. I know you changed.
0: No, I did not go did number not, two in you the did bathroom. Not, no. You did not
3: poop on the plane either not. there or on the way back. The only time with you I've ever pooped on the plane
0: was, dent, well, well we, was we were going it? to Vegas, Vegas that first time, and I told
3: you about you it. You leaned over. We were in first class that time, weren't we? Were we? I thought we were, and you go,
0: I just, what'd you say? I just, I, it was when Josh McDaniels was the head coach of the uh, Broncos.
3: Yes. I just, you deliver. I just delivered a, a, something, a present to Josh McDaniels. As we were flying over Denver, something like that. I was hammered too. Yeah, you were. I no, thought I you were not. in the bathroom for quite a period I of time. Was, this what, time, but only when I changed. That
0: was when I changed. I, I went and I also brought a change of clothes and I changed my
3: top and my bottoms. Okay, I thought the other time you were in there for quite some time. Well, too. you're monitoring me. You got to stop no, watching you, no, on me. No, but you were you were sitting in front of me, so I could see. And then I had <laughs> to go to the bathroom right after you, and I, I let it breathe a little bit. Because they didn't know if you... It's had- the worst when you walk in and it hits you. Oh, Isn't that the worst? Yes.
0: Marcus on 55, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Marcus?
4: How are you guys doing? First time calling, long time listening. We appreciate you, that, Marcus. And
0: this is the conversation uh, that you elected to call in on? Yeah.
4: Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I've been calling, I mean, I've been listening to you guys for a long time, but I feel like this, this one I can help out on because I'm kind of confused. Uh, so from time to time, first of all, thank you guys. I listen to you all around the world. When I tour with the band Gorillas, I sing background with them sometimes. Oh, nice. nice! Like it. And I can tell you personally, right now, there have been so many times, man, where I need where I wanted to go number two, first thing in the morning or late at night or anything like that. You usually can't go number two on any of the buses. So. I don't know what Dave Matthews Band has going on or, you, you know, can't, what kind of deal it is. Marcus, you but can't you,
3: because they don't have the facilities or it's, like, taboo, you're not... You're, no,
4: it's it's taboo, big okay. dog. Like, it's like, right. it's it's a whole, like, you can't even think about going number two. Okay. And so I was just like, I, I don't know how 800 pounds of uh, right. uh, feces ended up in that situation.
3: That's my point, too. That's why, like I said, like, the thing that was resonating most with me is is how in the
4: world... Is that your cargo?
3: How can you have eight hundred pounds of cargo? That, that
4: blows my mind. Man. Yeah, and and honestly, there's only usually about six people on a bus with the driver. Right. So, I mean, even at that point, I really don't even know how that's possible.
3: That is crazy.
4: Yeah. What,
0: man. what is what is like your best story from the road?
4: Ah. Uh-huh.
3: Not, any, you don't have I to care. sell your secrets. You don't have to sell
4: them. Well, no, no, no. I can tell you secrets. I'll just do, uh, I know there's some young listeners probably getting off of school right now or, like, you know, before dinner. So I'll tell you the PG stories. Uh, the one story I could tell you is we were in, um, we were in Prague, I want to say. And I woke up, and there's usually four buses with us, and I had to go number two. And I literally had to wait. Like, I'm talking about one of the worst times of my whole entire life. Oh. And you're drinking at night. You're partying at night and eating, you know, whatever, you know, food. So you want to use the bathroom first thing in the morning. I had to wait literally like, you know, almost uh, going number two on myself. I had to wait there for like 45 minutes until we got to the hotel. Wow. Wow.
0: That stinks. That, and Waddle knows that feeling. Oh, yes.
3: <laughs> I
0: got to tell you. No, you no, thank Marcus, you, Marcus. Thank
3: you. This, you got. You can listen, get that I'd voice. Let, He's let, got a voice, on I'd him. let it rip on the bus. If I, I mean, like, listen, you, I, would, you, I wouldn't do I not You don't do care how taboo it is? Listen, I would not want to do it. I wouldn't want to put you all through it. But if, in fact, it was causing me pain, you best believe I'm going to go back there and drop a deuce. Yes. And what would you do? You, you would make it up for the guys,
0: right? You would, like, buy everybody... A bottle of something. You would get them well, dinner what it, the next day. What, what, what
3: if it didn't affect them at all? What if there was well, no you, smell? Your poop doesn't stink. So, I um, do, I, do I need to buy you a bottle of Pinot Noir just because I had to take a dump in the back it, of
0: the bus? It's honestly one of the shocking things I've ever experienced is, is when you're sitting down, I have no fear of being in the bathroom with you. Because there is no smell well, I, ever.
3: I, I have no. never I don't know what your poop smells like. Um that's weird, but uh there are moments that are worse than others, for sure. I've never smelled it.
0: And and like for the the phrase that goes, Oh, you think your poop doesn't stink,
3: that guy thinks his poop doesn't stink. Waddle knows his poop doesn't stink. That's not true. I I have the same problems as others most of the time. Sometimes though not. Uh, Matt Nagy, uh, we were talking about him earlier. The Kansas
0: City Chiefs are bragging about Matt Nagy today.
3: I saw the, the, the video.
0: We'll, we'll, we'll tell you about why coming up next.
1: Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. And don't I'll have some speaks with
0: that home plate umpire after the game. That was
1: Mongo. It
3: was 22 years ago yesterday Yesterday. was the anniversary. By the way, we got some good news from Betsy Shepard. Says Mongo is going home from the hospital today or tonight. Either later this afternoon or early tonight. I guess it's tonight. It's 6 o'clock almost right now. But good news good news. That was Angel Hernandez out of all people, too. Still in Major League Baseball. Still in the crosshairs. And still not a very good umpire uh -uh. when it comes to
0: balls and strikes. Mellor's coming up uh, next. Crosstalk brought to you by Steinhoffels. Check out uh, all the Steinhoffels across your Chicagoland area. I go to the one in Vernon Hills. Going to be getting a new mattress there. Uh, A couple new couches. uh, Swivel chairs. Braxy's uh, going to get a new big boy bed. We're going to get uh, stuff for the whole family over at Steinhoffel's. Those guys are awesome. awesome. Jeremy, the general manager. Aaron, one of the managers in training, is a big Waddle and Sylvie fan. All right. Shout out to him. Um, and uh, Matt Nagy was a uh, big Waddle and Sylvie fan. Uh, Not so much. Used to be. We had a good relationship with, with Coach Nagy. For a while. Yeah.
3: We uh, didn't have a bad relationship. No,
0: no. And uh, the Chiefs tweeted out, your OC can't do this. And it's a picture of Nagy, it looked, where, from the 50?
3: From a it? distance, yeah. Throws the ball.
0: Throwing the ball. And, of course, he's hitting the crossbar of the field goal. Uh, like, And then is, on one of them, is there a double doink?
3: I don't know. A lot of
0: double doink, doink jokes, too. With Matt Nagy and Chiefs camp, this
3: is some, one of the competitions that quarterbacks have from a distance, throwing the ball and trying to hit the uprights on the crossbar. Look, you know what our offensive coordinator can do now. He puts our players in position to take advantage of what they do well. That's what our OC does. I don't give a rat's ass if he can hit the bar, which I bet he can because Luke Getz he was a college quarterback. That's a, that's a great point. And when you're the Chiefs
0: offensive coordinator and you have Andy Reid is your head coach, and Patrick Mahomes is your quarterback. Your offensive coordinator can F around as much as he right, wants. You could spend all day okay. throwing the ball to goalposts <laughs> if you want. Yeah. Andy's got the playbook, and Patrick Mahomes
3: has the plays. Yeah. You F around, yeah. See, well, I didn't even want to take. We didn't. Even, I, I didn't want to take a shot at him. Nice guy. I wish him well. Want him to be our neighbor. I want him to to have a very successful career. I'm totally content with our OC right now. So. Maybe we'll talk to him tomorrow. I hope so. I have not met Luke
0: Ketze yet. I have not either. Uh, we're going to be out at Bears camp both uh, tomorrow and Thursday. So we're going to have a lot uh, brewing for you tomorrow and Thursday out at Bears camp. Uh, Meller coming up next. And we've got White Sox baseball at 630. Thanks to Charlie, who was in for Charlie! Tyler today. Thank you to Jeff Meller for Waddle. I am Sylvie. It's ESPN 1000. Have yourself a fantastic Tuesday night.